Hello and welcome back to another Sea Red UK podcast. And we're going balls deep. Uh, I'm Matt and I'm joined tonight by Neil. Uh, Neil, how are you doing? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Yeah, all good. Um, the weather's changed, which isn't ideal, but we'll get through it. So, yeah. Um, for any of our loyal listeners, you might notice a few changes tonight. Um, the, obviously, the name is now going balls deep, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, first thing we want to talk uh, touch on is any latest Bulls news since recording when we had Derek Briscoe on. Um, as soon as I finished recording the other night, the, the news was confirmed about Justin Lewis has actually torn his ACL in his right knee and he's out indefinitely. Uh, we touched on it in the last episode. I'm gutted for him. Um, you know, I, I know he's going to spend most of his time with Windy City probably, but I was excited to see how he was going to go. So what do you think of that one, Neil? Yeah, it's, it's you know, the, the curse of the uh, the guard knees again. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is. We just, we just seem to get struck down by it all the time. I mean, I feel, feel sorry for the kid. He was showing good promise. I was quite excited about what he, he was going to bring. Like you say, he probably wouldn't have been up to the Bulls too much this season anyway. It would have been more Windy City stuff. But that's still a, a year lost for him, really. And I feel sorry for the kid. Yeah, and like we said the other night, as long as Bulls stick by him and give him a chance maybe next year or the year after, whichever it is now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like you say, he's lost a year. So hopefully Bulls stick by him. Touching on knee injuries... Uh, I think the day after it come, I think it was last night. It come out that Goran Dragic has suffered a what's classed as a minor knee injury while we're training with Slovenia. I guess that's why Bulls didn't want him to go over there. <laughs> yeah. They asked him not but, to go. But uh, yeah, like you say, case of the knees. But hopefully, as the report said, it is only minor and. You know, even if he doesn't play in FIBA Euros, then it's, you know, that's a plus for Bulls, I guess. But And the last little bit of news, um, Summer League guard Carlick Jones was signed to a training camp deal. I don't know if that's a reaction to Justin Lewis and they're going to look at him on a two-way or it's just a chance of getting him to Windy City, but... Personally, I liked what I saw of him in the last few summer league games. I think yeah. he offers quite a lot as a guard, uh, you yeah. know, as a point. Um, you know, it's not really news. It's probably not going to affect the main roster in any way, but, you know, excited to see it. I know he's due to play in the Denard Bros tonight as well, alongside Javante Green. So we'll get, us, get to see what he can do there, I guess. Do you make, what do you make of him? Yeah, same, same as yourself, really. I mean, you know, he has a bit of potential there. He, he was providing enough towards the end of the summer league to, to make me kind of look at him a little bit and be interested. So, be curious to see. Um, I, I definitely don't think we'll be seeing much of him in the main squad, but um, it, it's good to hear that he's been given his chance. Yeah. yeah. 
And obviously last night, the main news was this schedule dropping and that's going to lead us into the main bulk of this episode, I guess, as we pick it apart and put a UK perspective onto it as much as we can. Um, Obviously timings and that's all going to be confirmed. I've got a list of the timings, but trying to put a UK timing onto it with a time difference and all that, it just blows my mind. So <laughs> over time, I will put out a post with it all on. But you need a degree in math to figure it out, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, we knew when we recorded our last episode that we was opening it with a, a road game to uh, in Miami on the 19th of October. Um, and we knew that our first home game was against Cavs on the 22nd. Yeah. It turns out we've got Wizards on the 21st um, and that Cavs one is the start of a three-game uh, home stretch. So, I, to me, every team's going to pick apart the, the schedule. You know, all the podcasts will be doing it. To me, there's no such thing as a, a tough run or an easy finish or anything like that because we've all got to play the same teams. Yeah. Um so I guess you know where where do you start with picking it apart? It's obviously we'll pick out some of the highlighted sort of games, I guess, and from what other people have picked out. Uh, have you got any initial thoughts on it? No, not really. I mean, the uh, the first three going three game stretch at home has got Boston sandwiched right in the middle, which is it's always going to be a a good a good milestone really in order to see where we're at Boston were obviously the hottest team in the East last season so that'll that'll give us a bit of a gauge as to whether we have improved or not plus I guess it depends on if anything else happens in in the interim in regards to um, any more changes of any of the squads like the whole KD thing is still bouncing around the place I know Boston have been linked to them as to him as well so I don't know really um Obviously, Eastern teams we're going to meet more often than, than Western teams, and it seems to be a fairly decent spread in regards to um, away games and home games, apart from the stretch between November twenty third and December fourth, which is the yeah. you know that's the the road trip from hell by, by the looks of things. At least yeah, it finishes, I mean, it finishes off with the Kings at least, which is something. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that I was going to touch on that I sort of picked out of it, point of view. Um, mm. I mean, initially looking at it, yeah, to me, you can't take too much out of the start. You know, teams are still finding themselves. Um, you know, like you, like you just said, we've got Celtics in our, what, fourth game at home. Um, you know, are they going to have a bit of a finals hangover? Maybe. Or going to come out wanting to show that they're going to get there again this year. It's, you, you you just don't know. And I mean, obviously you look at last year, how strong we come out and then a couple of injuries and it all goes down the pan. So, I mean, to me, you can't take too much from the start. But if you look at the, the end, in the, the last 13 games, it includes a game against Heat, Two against Sixers, two against Lakers, one at Clippers, or against Clippers at home, I think it is. Um, 
Grizzlies, Hawks, Bucks, and Mavs. That's that's not a good that's not a good running, you know. No. Uh, just purely because of the fact that if we're all fighting for position, um, it you know it's not a, teams are probably going to have injuries by then. Hopefully not us. Um, yeah, I'd say the toughing the, the toughing the running is tougher than the start. Looking at it, um, just, again, it just you know, we might not even be in the playoff picture at that point. Lakers might not be. You just don't know. It's so at this stage, I think it's hard to pick it apart, really. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to that running. No, no, and and it's it's certainly a, a lot of the the better teams, particularly Atlanta, Milwaukee, um, coming up for our last what fourth, fourth and third last games. They're they're tough games against teams that are going to be vying for top spot in the in the, in the East this year. Yeah, another another point is we've actually got fourteen national TV games this time, which doesn't really have an effect on us over here in terms of um, times or the broad. Well, the, the broadcast the main thing because we lose Stacey and Adam, which is a big loss. Um, yeah, and obviously, like you, you've said before, we we lose the entertainment side from Bulls. You know, the yeah. other Bulls. Bucket Boys as entertaining as they are. Well, I don't mind losing the Bucket Boys so much, to be honest. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, like I say, the TV games don't really make a difference to us, but it's good no. to see that they are getting a bit of national coverage, I guess, and that could possibly change further depending how the season goes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing that I did see was in the first 15 days of the season, we've got nine games, including three back-to-backs, um, which, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first back-to-back is we've got Wizards on the Friday and then Cavs at home on the Saturday. Look yeah. at a quick look at the calendar. And then we've got Spurs in, in San Antonio on the Friday, the October the 28th. And then at home the day after against Sixers. And then a couple of days off and we've got an away game at Nets and then home against Hornets. So We've also yeah. got a back-to-back against Toronto away and at home on the 6th and 7th. Yeah, um, which <laughs> that's not good. No. <laughs> I mean, obviously... Traveling wise, it's that's not too bad. The, the double Toronto's, and I think in December we've got a double header against Knicks. Is it? Yeah, fourteenth and sixteenth of December. Yeah, which that'd be amazing if we could get over for that. <laughs> yeah, and the the first um, the first game's actually a national televised game as well. Yeah, yeah, is um, ESPN that one? I think is it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so again. You know, we're not going to be the only team that's facing that kind of thing. I think we've got 15 back-to-backs all year. Um, and I saw a stat that somebody put out and we're about league average. So, again, people about it. Every team's in the same boat, aren't they? So, to me, you can't take, take too much. So, I mean, At the end of the day, they've got 82 games to try and squeeze in. So, that's it somehow. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously, the the regular season finishes on the 9th of April, which happens to be my birthday, uh, with a home game against Pistons. Um, I did see something today that they're trying to time it where all the Eastern games tip it. Uh, well, he's got it down as 12 Chicago 12 time. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be, I'd imagine, five or six for us over here, uh, depending on what the time difference is at that time of year. Yeah. Um, and then the Western games are going to tip at 2.30 their time, I think it was. Um, yeah, I mean, by that point, it's probably going to be a nothing game, but if I can get over there for it as a birthday present, it certainly beats a new pair of socks. <laughs> there you but, go. Yeah. And hopefully yeah, they yeah. can come up with a win for you. Yeah, even if I'm having to watch players like Tony Bradley, in, you know, not even in garbage time starting, it's I won't be bothered. <laughs> no, it's still um, yeah, it's the experience. Yeah, and then I guess trying to put a UK spin on it like you've already mentioned we've got the the West Coast run from the 25th of November to the 4th of December what's that five games it takes in it OKC Jazz Suns Warriors and then finishing up with Kings which looking at the times is a 5pm tip so a bit of a strange one being on the West and so early for us yes because it's a Sunday tip Ah, right, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so then I mean, obviously the rest of them, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you got seven, eight, nine, and nine. So quick maths, that's going to be Three. one. Yeah. Um, just trying to think now, because I've got the times down here in Chicago time, so it's or central time. Obviously, it's going to be five or six hours, isn't it? So you're looking midnight, one o'clock for the first one. And then on to two o'clock and three o'clock. Yeah. Once the schedule goes on the app, I'll I'll to work it all out properly. But yeah, I'm uh, personally I prefer the three a.m. tips because I get a decent night's sleep, and then basically roll out of bed, watch it, and then straight into work. But <laughs> I know for everyone else, the three a.m. tips a nightmare, but. Yeah, yeah my, my problem, as you know, we've discussed this previously, is do I go to bed and then try and wake myself up for it, which is always difficult to kind of get yourself back awake again for it, or do I yeah. just stay up and, and salt you on? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the West Coast are never a, a good, never good for anybody, no. is it? But especially so at least um, it finishes for, off for that five o'clock tip on the Sunday. Yeah. And it's Kings, which hopefully means a dub. But yeah. <laughs> um, and then something I did see today as well is that I'd, I'd already noticed the times, but I didn't realise what the idea behind it was. There's four games that are going to air prime time in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa, and they are on January the fifteenth against Warriors. It's down as a seven thirty tip, I think it was. Or was it two thirty? Carry my writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two thirty. So again, that's gonna be no later than eight thirty for us here, which yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we've got the 
Paris game against Pistons. That's going to be an 8pm or 7pm tip. Again, depending on the time difference at the time. Yeah. Uh, March 26th against Lakers and April 2nd against Grizzlies. Uh, both downers, 2.30 tips. Obviously, central time. So, I mean, I guess that's good because it shows that Bulls are getting the international coverage sorted. Uh, obviously, in there is the, the Paris game, which... Mm-hmm. Probably, as we've talked about in previous episodes and various chats and in the group and everything, it's going to be the hottest ticket. And I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed people. But uh, yeah, obviously, decent tip time if people can't make it. I guess um, uh, them four games basically give us as a community chance to potentially have a meet up. I guess as well. Yeah. Um they're all apart from the Paris one, they're all Sundays, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, I mean that's something obviously we're gonna talk about at a later date, but like I say it's good to see that Bulls are getting that international coverage, I guess. For sure. You know, it's about time and hopefully next year we get a game in London. <laughs> Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, well, we'll uh, we'll keep pushing for that and putting the pressure on everywhere we possibly can and, until we get what we want. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's pretty much, unless you've got anything else on the schedule, I mean, like I say, it's hard to pick it apart. It, it, to me, it don't mean a lot, but... Yeah, it is. It's. it's I mean, look, the sun, Sunday, there's a lot of Sunday games and the Sunday games are a more respectable time, so... That's yeah. Uh, that's a good thing for all of us over here. Yeah. Moving forward, when I get a more definite answer on time zones and tip times and everything, obviously I'll be putting out on the socials the schedule for us as UK fans. Um, but obviously that's going to take me time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think we'll move on to the next thing, which, as usual, is your player profile. Yeah, okay. So, player profile today, I've gone for uh, Ben Gordon, uh, number seven. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we're all pretty well versed. Anyone that was following the Bulls after the dynasty for any period of time and, and into the baby Bulls. Um, and then uh, in through the, the early Rose years would, would be well, uh, well versed in Ben Gordon. Um, what really surprised me when I went back and looked at, looked at his stats and information was he's still only 39. <laughs> Which yeah. just, I, was, I kind of expected him to be older, you know, I don't know why, but um, yeah, so he's 39 listed as six foot three uh, shooting guard, London-born, one of our own, hey? Uh, classed as a it's British a American. <laughs> uh, went to college in Yukon from 2001 to 2004. Drafted number three overall in 2004 by ourselves. Um, and went on to win the sixth man of the year in his rookie year and the only rookie to do that, I believe. Uh, obviously, naturally made all rookie first team as a result. So 14 years NBA experience, five seasons with the Bulls from 2004 to 9, 
then moved to Detroit, then on to the um, no longer existing Charlotte Bobcats. Um, he then signed and was wavered uh, a couple of times um, in the same year, Orlando and Golden State. And he actually finished up his career playing for the Texas Legends in the uh, in the D-League. Or what was the D-League then? Averaged 14.9 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, and 2.5 assists per game with the Bulls. Went by BG or Flash Gordon. Um, so, Matt, have you any memories, thoughts, takes on Ben? Um, yeah, to be, I always find it hard to recall any sort of game moments. I guess the biggest highlight was him getting the uh, sixth man of the year his, his rookie season. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was he was known for coming off the bench and having that three point shot. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously for us over here, he's always going to have a place in our hearts by being well UK born mm-hmm. he, he did play for Team GB didn't he but not until was it 2016 he was meant he was first sort of thingied for was it 2008 or something like that yeah um, and obviously he tried to use it as a platform to get back into the NBA I believe didn't he which you know obviously unfortunately his career kind of Spiraled and he hit mental health problems, didn't he? And yeah, it just it just fizzled out, and uh, and he didn't cope yeah. well with it. Um, so yeah, for me, for me personally, the the highlight is, like I say, the, the uh, sixth man of the year in his rookie season. And yeah, <laughs> that's it really. Um, not really much more to say on him. I, I I see him all the time doing Instagram lives and. I've spoke to him a couple of times on there and I don't know if he's still kind of struggling a little bit, but yeah, he's he's not, I don't know. He's, um, you can see that he's somebody who was once big and maybe not as big anymore, but yeah. tries, tries to live that lifestyle still. Okay. That's just yeah. my opinion from seeing his Instagram lives and stuff like that, some of the stuff. Um no, I mean, I've got nothing else to say on him. So Yeah, well I'll um I'll throw out my uh my biggest memory of Ben Gordon. Uh, I really liked Ben Gordon. Um n- no more than when I actually got to see him playing uh, in the UC Game four in 2009 playoffs, first round, Bulls versus Boston. Um, what a game to go to see. Um, ben Gordon went for 22 points in that game, including hitting a three to send it to a second overtime. Um, Bulls then went on to win it 121-118, tying up the series at 2 all, which unfortunately Boston eventually went on to one, win 4-3. But um, yeah, I got to go to that game. I, I was I was blessed at the time to have a job that took me to Chicago reasonably regularly, and I happened to bring my uh, my father with me on that trip. And the two of us were sitting about ten rows back behind the ring, and and it was actually Rose celebration night. 
and they had rose petals all over the stadium seats and everything we weren't in. So it was a, it was a good a good experience to see and Ben Gordon hitting that shot to take it to second overtime and, and going for twenty two was just awesome. Is that the uh, the flex that you? That was that was the flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a behind the scenes look there. You messaged me before saying that you got a flex for tonight's episode. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yes, pretty pretty good flex. So I'll, I'll give you that one. Thanks. I'll let you. I'll let you send me a, a gift later on. Flexing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's it to me. It's a shame his career went the way it did, but yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's one of them typical bulls things of what could have been, I guess, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know, following on for your player profile the other week, uh, the other episode um, of D Rose. It's just seems to be that kind of era, doesn't it? Which it seems it really to be now really does, and and it yeah. hasn't stopped either. It's still continuing yeah. on. It's left a bit of a legacy, which we need to get out of. But yeah, I mean, um, I've got nothing else for tonight, unless you have. No, no, I'm I'm all set there. I think. Yeah, so I mean, I'll finish with just sort of saying that. Obviously, if anybody has listened to our previous episodes, available on uh, Stump Social, you might have noticed a few changes to this one. Um, so, you know, bear with us. It's a, a work in progress as we move forward. Um, but, you know, thanks for listening. And as usual, you can find us everywhere on all the socials at C-Red UK. And I'll pass it back to you, Neil, for sign out. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. And um, hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. We hope to keep bringing you the information and, and the entertainment in regards to Chicago Bulls and how it affects us here in the UK.